0: On an emerging generation of kings. The king said the palm is always there. The palm is always there. And sometimes when people hate you and rub it in, it's actually the palm that is going in. All right, good. So you can use Slido. So when it comes to this healing matter they, every journey is sort of like unique but the overall outcome is regardless of where you are on your journey Jesus has made a provision of balm there's a provision of balm for you you are not supposed to languish and linger in all of the pain because there's provision. And today we have a great woman of God, daughter of this house, daughter of mine, that God brought our way about four years ago, thereabout. And she's just grown through her her own healing journey. Um, She shared quite a bit in the first service. Wanna make it more conversational in the second service. And she's gonna be here. Let me just mention a couple of things about her. She is a trauma-informed therapist doesn't mean she's traumatized as a therapist, as in she's intelligent um, in providing help and treatment with professional competence, particularly in the area of trauma and healing from trauma and abuse-related issues. She's walked through the healing from the trauma of rape and multiple abuse experiences, and she shares her inspiring story on the healing power of God on her soul across various platforms, events, and conferences. A member of American Association of Christian Counselors, Faith engages the gift of healing and an evidence-based integrative approach in her therapy sessions our divine assignment among other assignments is to help other survivors heal enough to be able to carry out their own divine assignments and fulfill God's purpose for their lives in spite of their painful experiences. And this she does not only through our therapy practice but also through our YouTube. We're going to need to display that so she can, we can follow that. Uh, some of you need that ongoing conversation and exposure to her journey and the revelations that God has given her. So she has that on YouTube, social media, administration of faith gatherings and outreach to elementary and secondary schools. Apart from being a trauma therapist, Faith is passionate about singing. She's featured on my album, one of my songs. We're available. PLT session is to sing for us today. She can't just walk up past. Right. So, but listen to the song online. We're available. She's on that song. Very powerful. Right. So, she ministers that way as well. And she's raising mentally healthy offsprings. Faith Akonwakman is... Married to her darling husband, an anointed man of God who's very gifted in the supernatural, Pastor Faith, Pastor Udwak Agbeth, the African Missions Director of Kingswood Ministries International. Ladies and gentlemen, please receive for a couple of minutes today, none other than the beautiful and elegant and anointed Faith Akonwakwan, as she comes. Bless you, you so much. you. All right, so if you have questions, please share because one of the pieces I think we're a bit too close. No, no, they should just take the picture because she needs to be centralized. Yeah, yeah, let, let them elevate it, let them elevate it. All right, so welcome to this talk show. <laughs> all right don't forget for those of you who are interested in knowing what we're doing uh at Lecky, i'm going to be discussing now with you at the end of the service because we're going to have a lot of stuff to do like talk shows all right and some of you will be the uncle so faith, thank you so much for sharing your story so um, you, generously with so much vulnerability and security at the same time in the first service. Are there things that you wanted to talk about that you're like, Oh, I forgot this. I left this out or this is important. If you can just for the next two to three minutes, okay. share them.
1: Yes, two things quickly. So number one is that I wanted to mention that for that Jesus cares, mm-hmm. right? And for a long time, you know, in the Christian faith, we were taught wrongly that uh, mental illnesses or matters of, you know, the mind like that were, you know, showed that God was not with us or that you know, for you to be feeling this way, then maybe you must have even committed, <laughs> you know, a sin, you know, ever. no, God cares. And if you are feeling depressed, or whatever the sole issue is that god that um, jesus cares basically and he said that if we been evil you know, know how to give good gifts to our children how much yeah. more and so if you have a child who is sad or a child who is you know Maybe even constantly angry. You want to check. You are concerned. You don't go. You this child. Why are you sad? Why are you? Why are you always? You know. True. You are. You are praying for the child. Praying over the child. Shocking to the child. So, and that's the same way that God relates with us and relates with our minds and the issues of our souls, right? So that thing is a lie of the devil. Right? Jesus cares. And so, this, this first thing is supposed to be like a foundation to what I'm going to say next. And that, this second thing is so sometimes my mind goes very Yoruba ish. This thing about, you know, our minds is not so. I, I shared in the first service how, you know, my rape experience and, you know, other things. And one of the lies of the devil and one of the Devices of the devil, and I mean, the Bible says we should not be ignorant of devices of the devil, is to think that the rape or the grief or the betrayal is the main issue. The devil has no, it no, doesn't have anything doing with your vagina, right? So the fact that somebody tampered with it, it's what it does. So trauma itself, right, is not even the incident. Trauma is how your mind interprets it. So, um, and the Bible says, do not be conformed. To this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, typically, we'd say, so you know, what are the effects of maybe rape, for instance? Some people with low self esteem, depression, some PTSD, some people end up, you know, becoming promiscuous. You know, some people energy You see, there are some prostitutes today who are prostitutes because of what had happened to them, but that is humanly speaking, that is the norm and we are not the world. So whenever there is anything attacking, attacking you, the, the, the battle is in the mind. And we are, I'm a very purpose minded person. And part of that I, I caught from Kings. And even, you know, in my church now, Dr. Kate teaches a lot about that, how that it's not like we have been sent into, spheres and spaces and the devil knows and is and this mind that you used to bring up you know creative ideas and and all that is the same so, so if he can if he can tamper with it you are tampered with your destiny you are tampered with God's purpose over your life so let's not be ignorant so yes there is there is there is an three. there is time for morning. And all of that is a time for everything. When stuff happens, mourn it. If it's it's necessary for for your healing as well. Mourn it, but mourn it knowing that in the next couple of days, weeks, months, years, I'm I'm not going to be here again because there is work to do.
0: Come on, now. right? There is
1: work to do, and. and you know, even you know and I when doctor when Dr. K when, <laughs> when Pastor Dami was, you know, reading my bio, you know, he said something and that's that was it's like a revelation that I caught recently. I'd always known that yes, God wants me to to work in this space. But then caught to me and even more so recently that the the, the attack is on the purpose of god for the lives of these of people who have been abused who are because if if healing does not come to them they cannot function. function so whether it's in the tech space whether it's in the entertainment space that god has sent you to whether it's pulpit ministry whatever it is the see see when when you when you get attacked by the devil don't be superficial in your thinking about it, right? I I I wrote something on my Instagram notes yesterday, I purpose over emotions, mm. right? Because yes, the emotions are there for God God puts those emotions in us. They are there are signals that whether something is right or something is wrong, you know, you know. So if you're feeling sad is because something has you know, something or you're feeling angry about something, you need to something needs to be corrected, basically. Yeah. And so while emotions are good and they are we are not our emotions we are not the emotions they are they are messengers you know they are pointers to issues and so let's let's i just want to say that let's, let's uh, let us be purpose-driven, you know, in our thinking, and not let the devil sit on your destiny and, and you know, just wallow in, in, if so. I was saying that tra- um, trauma is not the incident, it's not the event, but how your, it's not, so it's not even just your mind, it's your, how your brain, your mind, and your body, yeah. Interpreted. So, so what, what do we need to do? So, and thankfully, thank God that trauma is not the issue, because if not, as I was raped then that would have been the end of me, if the trauma was the rape. But the thing, what the trauma is, can be worked on. So your body, for instance, um, if, if you need to exercise, exercise. You need to go to the, to the doctor, go to the doctor, see it as this is a mission. It's a mission I have to do, so I have to, I'm feeling, you know, so, so I mentioned was earlier. For some people, it's not just, you know, mental, For people, it's actually physical. Go to the doctor, treat it, why? You need to give birth, don't you, right? And you need to raise godly children who have assignments oh as well. So this thing is not, it, it will look like it's just this issue, but it is, yeah. you, right. <laughs> Exactly. So, if whatever it's it's it's, uh, if it's in your body, treat it. If it's in your if it's in your mind. So, um, when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, um, love, joy, peace, and all of that, it's the fruit of the spirit. But it is your mind that expresses, you know, those things. So, and your brain is very much involved. Um, The the so called neurotransmitters, you know, and all of that. If there is a if there is not enough, so for instance, for depression, the major um, neurotransmitter that is faulty is serotonin. And if uh, if it's not enough, or if it is being, if it's not enough, basically, and your your brain is not producing enough, and all of that, you need extra. If serotonin is not complete, there's joy in your spirit. You're born again. The fruit is Absolutely. there, but it cannot come out. So, and this is not the power of god to heal is in the supernatural it's also in the therapy room Absolutely. it's also in the in antidepressants and i'm not I'm not saying this. Is, and please don't just go and pop pills and all of that. See, let's be a doctor that it, And it's not everybody that necessarily needs it. If you, some people, some people just talk therapy would deal with it. Some people need because of that depletion in you know the certain level and all of that. They may need you know additional. Um, they may need antidepressants basically, but what are, the point I'm trying to make is whatever you need to do to make sure that yes. my assignment is done, do it. So that's,
0: that's powerful and you know, it's powerful because I, I, share this, it was like she was in service last week and yes. um, those who are in the man of coaching program, remember those humans? Yeah. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, yeah. and endorphins. Now, when I share this, what you've shared with some people, sometimes they feel like, oh, you, you know, you've not been abused, not been raped, yeah, pastor, yeah, this, that, and but I, I'm happy to hear from you because you've been through the process stuff has been done to your body and consequently your mind and your brain and this is the pathway there's a pathway to recovery right and it's beyond the crying or the wailing or the jumping of the work that needs to be done needs to be done right so sometimes we also allow what has happened to us to become our excuse but i think the way you might remember it maybe for the rest of your life is this Your body is the vehicle for your purpose. You've heard me say that before. Your body is the vehicle for your purpose. Your mind is a software that powers that. Now, if you're driving on Third Mainland Bridge, let's say it's night, God forbid, and your car breaks down, a tire breaks down, something breaks down. Let's not say Third Mainland Bridge. Anyway, during the day, let's reduce the tension level. Your car breaks down. Are you gonna feel sad? Yes. Are you like to feel sort of anxious? Yes. Will you be a little worried?
1: Yes.
0: Depend on where it is, maybe more than a little worried, tempted to be. But do you then abandon the car? Do you just stay in the car and sit in the car and be crying in the car? What do you do? Call for help. Yes. It's the same thing when there's damage done to our bodies or our minds or our emotions. The call for help. And that's because we know that there is somebody who's been equipped. Yes, t- trained. Sometimes you don't even call for help because you know what's going on. The water is finishing the radiator. So you wait for the car to calm down, right? And don't rush the process because it's happened to me before. The radiator was overheating. I put water, the thing splashed. Yes. So Ooh. sometimes when you've gone through stuff, just calm down first. Right, just relax. Everybody, look at anybody, so just calm down.
1: Just calm down.
0: <laughs> and tell the person, that's a Rema right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing together, they'll get it later. So, ah, uh, good morning.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so because, our bodies have a science to them
1: Yes. and
0: they can be fixed. All right, so let's take a couple of questions here. How did your husband and you handle your history and move forward from it? This is very important. Did you feel undeserving of him and also from his own side? Because again, you know, sometimes we all have those pictures in our heads. I want to marry a virgin. Uh, I want to marry a Virgo. I want to marry a vegetable. <laughs> Just, anything that has to be inside. I want to marry. How you you, because, I mean, yeah, I was involved in some of the counseling and stuff like that, but I was not there when you guys discussed this <laughs> thing. So how was that? How did you navigate that?
1: Okay, so for me, and which is really, really important, is before I got into a relationship with him, I made sure that I was healed to a very large extent, enough to accommodate and serve this person that God is bringing into my life as husband. So, because my self-esteem was had already been worked on, I didn't. When he came, I didn't feel undeserving of him. In fact, let me But I didn't feel undeserving of him. I felt like a prize. You know, what happened to me did not remove anything from my body. on. It did not remove anything from my spirit. It may have removed something from my body, but it did not remove anything from my spirit. It didn't remove anything from... And the soul that was tampered with had been healed, right? So, in terms of feeling deserving or not deserving, I felt very deserving of him. He felt deserving of me as well. How did he handle the history? Okay, so... Um... Initially, when we started talking, talking Talk stage, stage. <laughs>
0: oh, so this is actually a talking stage.
1: A stage <laughs> <a>
0: talking. Word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when we first started, I did not really mention it to him. I think I hinted, but I didn't give details to it. And why did I do that? I did that because one of the things that I, that was an issue for me was, it was now like that story was like a crutch. Mm. So any anybody that comes to my life is like, I, I wanted, them, that was then, them to pity me. And, and the truth is, in that mode, you will not attract the right people, mm. you know? So after a period of, God placed me on a man fast, actually, for yeah. a while. Okay, <laughs> man. Man fast.
0: Please write that down. Some people need that fast in their lives. <laughs> As a staying away from men.
1: Yes, like no relationship, no courtship, you know, and all that for a while. That was the period of my service here and all that. So by the time I would eventually come back to the markets. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was, um, how do I put this now? I was so I was ready to I, w- I knew that I was going to share the story, but I needed to share it. I did to share it with the right purpose, not for pity, not for you to treat me better, or, or you know fear of if I don't tell you, you may treat me bad. so let me sh- let me show up as a needy person. No, I shared I shared the story because it was necessary for him to know. First of all, because I knew that one of the assignments I got, at that time I already knew what God wanted me to do, and I knew that He wanted me to share you know, this story and it's, it would affect him. So I, I needed the person to be on board with that. So that was one reason why I shared it with him. And also because of the vaginismus issue I told you about, he needed to know what he was going, so that if you're not do, let me you know, know up front, right? So, and how did he, what was the question again? How did he handle it? It was very, So I married a mature person, right? It was very chill, like he was touched, angry, you know, about it, wanting to can person. I find the people can I you know. If I, so my husband is a very action kind of friend, so he's like, Do you do you know them? Can you, do you still recognize them? Can you uh, calm down? <laughs> 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 so so yes, yeah, that that does that answer the question.
0: I think so, yeah it does. Beautiful, thank you so much. Can appreciate it. Your parents were very supportive. Most times these days, we hear parents blaming the girl or asking her to keep quiet. How can we work on this? Either it could be rape, but it's also um, uh, domestic abuse or yes. the father. I think you told me about a case, one of your secondary school interventions, where the father. Yes, yes, the girl yes, yes. Over. So that whole
1: okay. space. So, yes, my parents were <laughs> very. Supported. In fact, I had kind of, actually my dad, I had kind of dad who would, and for some reason he was just very, I'm not sure if he was aware of it, but he was really, really intentional about our, he was not inten- concerned about our mental health. And even times when, there was a time when I was serving that I made, I was in a mess, put myself in a mess that was really, I could have... I could have been my I could have casted on social media for you know that thing and he was more concerned about how I was feeling than punishment or whatever for what i had done and you know i was away i was in or in lagos and he was asking me to come come home first let me see you don't do anything to yourself you know and all of that so i had i thank god for that kind of you know father my mom is not exactly but yeah but they were supportive so most times we had the parents blaming the girl how can we work on this is this how can we work on being better parents or how can we deal with
2: I think
0: it's for, the, parents. So for the, the parent the parent side how of parents things. things?
1: better. Okay, so first it's information, really. It's knowing that first of all the whatever happened is not the person's fault. No matter how, whether the person should have not gone here or should have not, it is never the any anybody can be in the wrong place, but it is the person who commits that you could have just walked away. You could have just, you know, but... So, it is never the the, the uh, victim's fault. One other thing is whenever stuff like this happens to children... It's not going to happen to our children in the name of Jesus. We are covered. Our children are covered by the blood of Jesus. Angels are on guard, guarding and keeping our children in the name of Jesus. So, no, there will be no defilement in the name of Jesus. So, if anything like that happens, usually the first thing you know, you're thinking of is uh, maybe how did it happen? Where did you go to? Why did you know and all of that? But it's important to take a step back and know that no matter what has happened, this person is in pain. pain. The first thing is the, yes, is care, you know. So, and that is how, and it was, that's for me, when, when I got that kind of response from my parents, it helped me to even open up more towards them, right? So, um, it's never the girl's fault or the guy's fault. Some people, they are boys that, that, you know, experience this as well. So, I think, yes, and get education, you know, about these things. Especially in these days, we are living in really perilous yeah. times. So, be informed. So, you know what to do and all that.
0: Awesome response. Both of my parents went through trauma. My mom... <laughs> But of my parents went through trauma. My mom divorced from a supposed good man and my stepdad from his mom. Verbally, and lack of parental care. I think that continues.
1: It's now telling. You.
0: Oh, it's now telling in their relationship. They have a lot of ups and downs. How can I help them get healed? I want a truly happy family force. I really love those questions. They're very practical and, yeah.
1: First and so, before I say any other thing, pray pray for them. Everything that needs to be solved is first solved in the place of prayer. It is in prayer that you even get direction for the next step to take, how to deal with the issue. Secondly, these people sound like they need counseling, maybe even family, yeah. you know, therapy. And I know that that's not a very...
0: CPLT for that.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Okay, answer, question answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, but do you want to say any other thing apart from the...
1: So, okay, so depending on what the relationship you have, Mm -hmm. you know, with how your relationship is with these people, you may be able to even, they may not even know that it is because they have gone through this that they are acting like. So you may need to open their eyes to it and let them even see that there is a problem here and this is where the problem came from. So that they can then long for a solution. in
0: That's very important. Let me also add this. Many times when people are having issues, there is hardly a time when one party has a full picture. Yes. Right, so there's always some kind of blindness. That's one. Number two, if you're a child or you're connected, chances are that people will feel you're sentimental towards one of the other parties. Right? And that's why in extreme cases, particularly patterns if you've, you've observed professional help.
1: Yes, yes, right? yes.
0: Um, sometimes if they are both submitted to a pastor, to a spiritual leader that they respect,
2: mm.
0: that's actually the first place to start. Yes, true. Needs to be exposed to spiritual leadership, pastoral leadership, and oftentimes people are becoming more enlightened. Even the pastor will recommend.
1: Yes, yes. Uh,
0: for the help. So, but that's a very good question. How can how can I process the feelings that I have held in and ignored for a long time? I think this one is very common um a lot of people have things have happened to them or ways in which they're feeling and they just shut it down like don't talk about all that aspect i've learned to function with that in the store so i think two sundays girls talking about everybody has a store your emotions like a store so you need to do spring cleaning from time to time but for some people it's just too dirty too dusty it's like that room in your house nobody sleeps in everybody dumps the old calendars the tin, hopefully not the guillotine inside yeah how, how do we deal with that
1: okay so in therapy there's something called exposure there's a kind of therapy therapeutic um, method called exposure therapy and it's that it helps with this typically processing the feelings feelings that you've you shut down and it also helps with fear anxiety and so it's about facing so exposure is like you are being to a controlled level you are exposed to a semblance or something that reminds you of that thing that forces you to think on it, because it's important, you cannot, you cannot heal a wound that you don't touch. Mm. So like Dr. Saddam was talking about balms, right, and if you're going to apply, but they will touch it now, won't they? So you can't heal a wound, that you, so you have to go there, and which is why in therapy sessions, um, you see, you see the, the the therapist will be leading the therapy <laughs> to, to talk, right, and it's because there is and really the therapist doesn't necessarily always need to say much in fact they shouldn't say much it should be you you know doing most of the talking why because you need to process it now how do you then go about this apart from seeing a therapist So, if you cannot even afford a therapist you know things like that is that we have the first and foremost and most important therapist in the holy spirit and Talking to talking to God about the situation, pouring out you know your heart to him. In those moments where if if it is cried, that you need to cry, you will cry it because you are being almostly vulnerable. It is it is if you've been able to do that time over time and time, you know, in your sacred place. Two things it, it also two things can happen. One, it can be dealt with there and then and you don't even need to to see anybody or you know speak about it or anymore and all of that. Or it may now give you the confidence, the boldness, you know, to to be able to now, you know, face it, address it. And if it's that you need to see somebody, then you're able to, you know, see that person. But um, how one of the ways and if it's if the issue is with one of the ways to process, let me just briefly, one of the way to process is to write you know rights right so i had a client recently who had this issue she didn't even want she was she had been raped multiple times and she didn't even want to visit in fact it was her, her sister who paid for her in a session because left to her, she they had tried to, to get therapy for her and she didn't go, but it was like this time she was sort of ready, but you know, but she, was, she had never just really opened up. And so I said, I told her to, so on each, there were three different encounters and i um, three different rape experiences, and I asked her to write each of them one by one, like narrate the story that is processing your feelings and when she she wrote it down the assignment was that in our next session she needed to speak she needed to read out the story to me and for the first and she said for the first time she was able to i could see her making she was as she was reading she would pause she would tremble a little she would and all of that but she was Feeling it now—it's because she had been able to write it. She had been able to think about yeah. about it that she was even able to now start. To, but if she had not written it, yeah. we would not have gotten to that point. So writing is one way to process your emotions. Um, and if you—if different strokes for different folks, really. You—if you, you are—if you don't have any insurance, we're talking to somebody about it. Talk to a trusted you know, person about it and in that conversational relationship you're processing your
0: That's a very very good one and the practical aspect of writing. I just remember something that made me smile now. Somebody said no matter how the way you see it, marriage will change your life. Say that if you have a good marriage you become a poet. If you have a bad one you become a philosopher. <laughs> 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 basically you have something to write from your marriage right um but i wanted to say something about the writing aspect because it's so powerful how many of you have heard me say before that part of how i get therapy is personal worship and yes. songwriting and new songs it's not new david what you call the yes.
1: psalms yes
0: what you call the psalms where, Dave, where, where David John Lane is experiences is our little eyes to the hills. Where, where does my health come from? As their pants for the waters so of my soul, who oh my soul there. So sometimes it's all in your head. You need a conversation or you need the documentation or you need to just vent and cry, yeah. wail, but express it. All right, we'll go around, around enough soon. So let me see some of the best questions here. Um, I think this one, this two can be combined. Constantly replaying every hurt that you felt and experienced. How do I stop it and all of that? Very similar. Yeah. So, is that sorted? Of You've answered it. All right. After the rape, what would you have handled differently during your healing journey? Any specific regrets or lessons learned during the healing journey? Follow her blog for that one. You vlog. What's your channel handle? Faith Akawakman Faith on YouTube. Is that the last question? Okay, that's the last question. All right. So what I just want to say is you're a pastor's wife now. What I want to ask, right? talk to somebody, two kinds of people. Number one, those that don't want to marry pastors.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't want to marry a pastor. I don't want to marry a pastor. You know, Asadiola uh, Moura's husband, he did a very interesting post that went viral two or so weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, he said, you would say, I don't want to marry pastor, I don't want to marry pastor. Even pastor doesn't want to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
0: so we'll talk about that because I think there's this phobia around marry pastor. Marry pastor. there's that part, then how about people that really feel unworthy? Right, because of what has happened to them, or what they have done, or where they've been. Can you address those two categories?
1: Okay, so I have one word for people that know to marry pastors. That's God has that said we marry pastors. It will happen. Right, so. I, I, I mentioned earlier that during my service, God had already spoken to me about the kind of person that I was going to get married to. But when I was still in the university, I remember my pastor in in the church I was attending then, he used to tell me that I would marry a pastor. Like, <laughs> I would dodge it, I was like, no, and he would be like, you say I said so, you say I said so. but. So, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. The way I often interpret that is not that He will give me what I desire, Is that this is desire, take, He will give me what to desire. So, when it is, if it is you, if, if, if God wants you to get married, if the person that God has ordained for you is supposed to be a pastor, you know, you will desire. So, the important thing is to delight yourself in the lord submit to his lordship his leading and that's whatever that fear is about marrying pastors it would It will become a desire, such that when I got that, when I got the knowing that I would marry a minister, (laughs) right, I was very vocal about it, like it was as if it was something I was looking forward to, you know, so, but there is, there is nothing to be afraid of. In, in my, I remember something that Pastor Dami used to say about PLT, when I, I don't know if you still say, but it's just what you say, that when, when you were going to start Kings, that um, she said something about, I'm, I may not get it right, but I'm paraphrasing, she said something about how to, maybe like how to be a good... Mommy Gio, you know, and your, you said your reply to her was she should just focus on being a good Christian. And that is very, universal. You know, so sometimes the fear is that how do I fit, you know, this kind of grand assignment, you know, but there is grace for it. And as long as you focus, what is important? Who is a pastor's wife? A pastor's wife is a believer that is married to a pastor, <laughs> right? So, So focus on being. On serving God, on loving the Lord, and and you know being submitted to Him, and you know every and all these things shall, shall be added, added to you,
0: including the responsibilities. All right, I wish we could go on and on. There's so much more to say. Can people get um, in touch with you and maybe like book sessions with you? Yes. How can that happen?
1: So it starts with a form, bit.ly slash therapy intake form, and then I'll get back.
0: All right, what's your IG handle? Because faith. some people might be like super shy to ask any questions or I'm uh. dealing with deep issues and they just really want...
1: Okay, a faith account, at faith account on everywhere, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. I use the same username for everything. All right.
0: Media gadget. All right, ladies and gentlemen, can we celebrate faith for sharing with us today? I'm sure that we could go on and on, but we just want to round off the service. Thank you so much for coming through for us today. We love and honor you. And shout out to Pastor Uduak. We appreciate you. We thank you. Pastor Chase, Dr. K. We love and honor you for all the work that you do for the kingdom and for releasing releasing uh, your daughter. Well, my daughter is now your daughter. <laughs> Who's now your daughter? Yeah, we celebrate you. Pardon? Phenomenal daughter. Phenomenal daughter. <laughs> All right, God's grace and strength are perpetually yours. Amen. You keep increasing in freshness, in fortitude, and in fruitfulness. These words will not stand against you, but they will continually be a reminder of your journey a testimonial of transformation and a memorial of the miraculous not only in your life but in the lives of all those that you are sent to in jesus name we've prayed amen, amen. this one of my brothers who wants to say something dr wise said he has something to say he hardly asks for this kind of occasion so for him to ask at 1:30 something pm it must really be heavy and i cannot deny a friend of 20 something years um, who's not just a friend, but takes me as his prophet and pastor, and not just in words, he demonstrates that. Um, Dr. Wise is older than me in years, but he sows into my life. He doesn't make major decisions without me
2: knowing. I don't joke with that. Um, good morning, Church. Uh, oh, it's, at, it's afternoon now already, yeah. Thank you very much for sharing. Um, I don't have all the time to say what I'm about to say, but I just thought it was necessary to actually just chip it in. Um, We get to learn from life's experiences in different ways, and we need to understand that every one of us is configured in certain ways. Um, We've learned a lot about journaling, as some aspect that a lot of people practice but I realized over the years, and it was, when it it dropped in my spirit some time back, it was like a big deliverance. The way we journal, or can journal, are different, okay? Depending on the kind of configuration that we are. And whatever the experience you've been through in life, in terms of what you have learned, it will require that same process for you to unlearn it. So if your configuration, and I learned it from the usual learning styles and all, whether it's the auditory learning, visual learning, or the kinesthetic learning, for example, if that is your configuration, you will need to go beyond just writing to unlearn it. So for a kinesthetic learner, the wound will heal when you take physical steps around the place, for example, of where it happened. Practically, before you can unlearn some things. For the auditory learner, for example, it will require you to actually begin to record things because you must hear it in your voice. You record things in your voice and play it back to yourself because not everybody can write. I I don't know if you're getting the picture here. And then for the visual kind of learner, you will need to take pictures as an example, all right? And then you journal with those pictures. And then of course, expose yourself to those pictures. So the exposure she was talking about would require the images for the visual learner, auditory playbacks for the auditory learner, practical steps to areas where whatever the experience would have been for the kinesthetic learner, for example. And those are the things, because of your kind of configuration, that you begin to unlearn an experience that you've learned, you know, based on that. I'll just say that in a shot. Thank you.
0: Uh, it's very important. But I know that many people do not understand it. You know, when I was a younger speaker, you know, all the brilliance and all the devs just speaking, 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 me, <laughs> took me years to understand that you need to calm down, break it down. This is explained to you. If you want to understand practically, see a professional, these are the techniques and what the devil has done he has hijacked what god provided for man and he now makes it one so if you break it all the way down even to traditional medicine when they will say speak a certain way repeat something incantations they are all technologies of the soul but they are the perversion of the truth muttering murmuring is that an offer but well, you don't need all of that again right but there are other techniques that are bible based the word of god when you sit with a professional like plt for counseling or faith for therapy or me or many other people in the house for coaching and they're helping with their different things you know men transfer from, from coaching from from counseling from teaching from therapy from training if you don't know the difference go and google there and in the church, people are just exposed to preaching and teaching. That's just like one layer. When you want to assimilate and transform, you need to engage different aspects of that. All right. Did we learn something today? Yes,
1: sir.
0: Are we walking in our freedom? Yes, sir. Are we operating our liberty? Hallelujah. Let's celebrate God with a clap and a shout